Welcome to episode 95 of the FarmExec podcast. I'm Elaine Quilici, Senior Editor of FarmExec Magazine, here along with my co-host, Assistant Editor Miranda Schmalfus. FarmExec Magazine is a multimedia publishing brand that brings you the latest commercial insights for the C-suite. On this week's episode, Miranda and I have the pleasure of speaking with Jeff Stahl, U.S. Life Sciences Strategy Leader at KPMG. Jeff's here to talk about some of the highlights from KPMG's recent Global Pharma CEO Outlook Report. Let's take a quick break from our sponsor, and we'll be right back with Jeff. What if you had limitless access to customer insights, accelerated timelines, and set fees? At TrueSterum Network, we're fueled by connections in virtually every area of healthcare as part of MJH Life Sciences. The result? Audience-fed creative and more powerful content in less time. True Serum Network, releasing what's real. Find out more at truestearumntwk.com. Hello, podcasters. Today, Miranda and I will be interviewing Jeff Stoll, U.S. Life Sciences Strategy Leader at KPMG. Jeff's here to discuss some of the details from KPMG's latest Global Pharma CEO Outlook and share his insights. Thanks for joining us today, Jeff. Thank you. Pleasure to be here. So, Jeff, could you give us a little bit of background on this report? Yeah, this report was intended to really understand how CEOs across life sciences were seeing, you know, the trends shape up across their industries. And of course, life sciences is made of many sub-industries with, you know, everything from pharmaceuticals to labs to diagnostics, life science tools to medical device. So really trying to understand, you know, as we are thinking about the global economy and as they're preparing their businesses and then their industries to perform well, particularly during the pandemic and as we're exiting the pandemic, what were the things that were top of mind for them to ensure that their businesses were continuing to grow and thrive? What were some of the highlights that came out of the report, which CEOs should be most aware of? I think there's several A, not all the industries in life sciences are created equal. Some are really thrived through COVID and are coming out the other side stronger and wealthier companies and others had to deal with a really inconsistent environment. And so I think what you saw in terms of the responses that different sectors are coming out of this situation and with different levels of health, but that in its totality, really the life science industries really did fairly well throughout COVID for the most part. And this has set them up in many ways with the ability to continue a very active transactions environment. Of course, certain topics like ESG are still very much top of mind, but broadly speaking, I think as the CEOs looked at where they are in 2021 and heading into 2022, there's a very healthy environment for the life science industries overall. We all know about supply chain issues these days, but how do CEOs see supply chain risk and territorialism affecting pharma companies in the coming years? So that that would be one of the areas that they certainly called out as a potentially a challenge facing aspects of their different industries. So if you think about everything from API supply to whether or not there's enough supply for next generation therapeutics, whether it be in cell and gene. But, you know, that is one area that for sure, I think across all industries, but particularly in in the life sciences where 
there is some concern. The other topic that I think came out that's sort of related to it is the talent war that's happening across the industry and needing to find enough employees to either sustain the business, but also, you know, add new employees as you're trying to grow. So I think as we think about supply chain and think about the talent war that's sort of associated with that, those are the key considerations um, where they see risk. And I think as we think about needing to decouples to some degree from China and, and other locations where there may be some socio-political risks, you know, that is one of the key areas where the industry heads saw a potential um, risk to their businesses. In regard to driving purpose within a company, it seems the greatest shifts are in CEOs downplaying recruitment and performance and increasing their focus on incentives and rewards. Do you have any insights into why this new strategy is emerging? Yeah, I think, again, that's that's really gets down to the talent war. There's so many of these businesses need to sustain really highly qualified people in very technical roles with deep industry knowledge. And what we're seeing is that the ability to pay people more and the need to pay people more and incentivize them more is really become a top of mind because if you don't, another company is going to take your top talent. So that's happening across the industry right now, particularly on the innovative side. I think, you know, if we see certain areas, again, coming back to cell and gene and you know, sort of that entire nucleic acid space, it's a real consideration that we've seen in certain investments on the PE side, for example, where we saw one particular client was looking to potentially acquire a, especially CROs and CDMO business that specialized in analytic capabilities and manufacturing certain types of the raw materials for cell and gene therapies. And one of the key questions that they thought was a risk and issue was the ability to scale the business because of the lack of available talent. And, you know, the assessment on that became very real, that they actually had to put a cap on their view on that organization's ability to grow because of that. And I th think you're seeing that across the industry, whether it's big pharma, whether it's in your lab space. There's so much growth happening right now across life sciences that's related to all sorts of different types of innovation that our academics institutions just aren't even producing enough young talent to fill those needs, let alone when you need to have a more experienced individual to lead up a, you know, a manufacturing site or a R&D division that's got many of these new therapeutic areas or uh, technologies. So I think it's, it's a very real problem that we're seeing across the, the sub-industries. And that's why you're seeing this focus on incentive comp. You're seeing an, a focus on increasing base comp, sort of a, a major trend. So how has the pandemic affected ESG initiatives? Yeah, the pandemic really has had a pretty important impact on the life science industries. And I would say, you know, just starting with pharma as an example, ESG's played out in a lot of different ways. And I think on the biggest issue where we've seen it really transform was how pharma was, while they were already pre-pandemic, transforming towards more of a digital commercial model, particularly around sales and marketing. The emphasis and the speed which they transformed in that direction really got expedited significantly during the pandemic. I would actually argue that the majority of the pharmaceutical industry was not prepared for the degree they had to go virtual. But with that came along thinking more about multicultural issues, health disparities, and we're seeing a huge emphasis across the industry on really trying to figure out how can they more effectively engage with patients and healthcare providers in more tailored ways, specifically around multiculturalism and health disparities. And I think the pandemic, because they realized during the pandemic that they were struggling to reach certain patient communities, certain healthcare providers in meaningfully engaged ways, it helped them sort of expedite the transformation to becoming sort of more inclusive and more thoughtful about their commercial models 
and how they would want to target those populations differently in a more supportive, engaged manner. So I'd say first and foremost, that was one of the things that really has popped out and continues to really drive today. You know, the other elements I'd say with ESG that we've seen with the pharmaceutical industry is really around manufacturing. You know, we've seen several areas where pharma already knew they, you know, in some ways they wanted to have cleaner manufacturing. And we've seen an emphasis on that, I think, over through the pandemic and even before the pandemic. But again, the pandemic, I think, kind of accelerated that and particularly with an increased interest by investors around ESG issues. So I think that's another area that we'll continue to see pharma focus on. Certain companies may focus on it through divestment, but other, I think, companies are going to focus on it through actually changing manufacturing practices and deploying certain ways of trying to produce cleaner product through their manufacturing processes. Well, Jeff, thanks so much for being with us today. It's been really interesting hearing about what industry issues pharma CEOs are thinking about and where they plan to focus their efforts. Thank you. What if you had limitless access to customer insights, accelerated timelines, and set fees? At True Serum Network, we're fueled by connections in virtually every area of healthcare as part of MJH Life Sciences. The result? Audience-fed creative and more powerful content in less time. True Serum Network, releasing what's real. Find out more at trueserumntwk.com. And now it's time for this week's leadership tips from pharma execs. Hi, my name is Jeff Stoll. I'm the national leader for strategy consulting and life sciences here at KPMG. My leadership tip is really making sure you understand the assumptions around your investment thesis in the life science space. There's so much innovation and things that are changing so rapidly in our sectors that not having a strong foundation for how the future is going to shape up could really put additional risk into those investments. Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed this week's Farm Exec podcast. We are always pleased to take you behind the headlines, provide expert tips from industry leaders, and give you an inside look at what the Farm Exec staff is working on. Remember, you can always find us on the web at farmexec.com, on Twitter at farmexec, on Instagram at farmexecutives, and on YouTube. The views expressed on this podcast do not reflect the views of Farm Exec, its parent company, or our advertisers. For editorial questions, please email editorial director Lisa Henderson at lhenderson at mjhlifesciences.com. And for sponsorship opportunities, please email group publisher Todd Baker at tbaker at mjhlifesciences.com.